0: this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice.
1: Welcome to My Millennial Money, Australia and New Zealand. Hey, John, did you know we're getting so many more New Zealanders? I almost, I accidentally just said it like a New Zealander. A few Kiwis. A few Kiwis. Yeah, hey, I, did. I did notice that, bro. And which is weird because we had our first Kiwi reach out for a clarity call.
2: That's maybe where I realized it. Yeah. Yes. So, mm. and it's
1: amazing because you might go, well, it's a different system. But it's like, well, no, the concepts are the same. The mm. thought processes are the same. We're still people that need clarity. Yes. You know, if specialist tax advice needs to come out of a clarity call in Australia, it will. Yeah. So, it's no difference if it needs to come out no. from New Zealand. So. And I do track a bit of New Zealand real estate because mm. it's not far
2: away. And there's a lot of expats and all that sort of biz So, yeah. It's
1: yeah. Good stuff. So, again, we would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for Sunsuper, one of our show partners. Sunsuper, John, did you know they've got an easy-to-use app? It's yes. no cost for... Rem- <laughs> you bloody didn't know. But anyway, there we go. That's, that's this is how real it is here, guys. John's so dialed in to everything that our show partner's doing. Yeah. Uh, so... If you're a member of Sun Super, they've got a really clean app, and you can log in. You can look at transactions. You can make extra contributions on the app. You can change your investment options, and you can access the Dream Rewards discounts. So that's a program that allows you to get multiple uh, discounts and other rewards uh, just from being a Sun Super member. So again, if you are reviewing your superannuation and you want a cost-effective, decent fund throw sun super in the mix let's put them in there now before we get into today's episode on money mindset this is how we're going to do it everyone it's going to be a two-part episode this first part we're going to go through john's vibe of money mindset and then next part two of this mindset episode i will show you my vibe and what i think and yeah. Just, we just want to mix it up so it's not just like tit for tat and yeah. just mixing them up. So just run it Because I think there can be a narrative of like, I need you to hear all these points to get my full narrative yeah. and vice versa. So. Yeah.
2: Otherwise, we drape each other's feelings over each other and it just becomes blurred. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
1: So,
0: let's get into it. Are you a generous person or are you just like a hectic tight ass? Well, that's your money mindset. And the thing with a money mindset is is that you need to be intentional with it. Otherwise, you just do whatever it is that you used to do. Maybe you got it from your parents. Maybe you read the wrong book at some point. Your money mindset dictates how you live and experience your life. Will money be your tool or will it be your master? In today's episode, we explore how you can have a healthy money mindset.
1: All right, John, money mindset. Yes. So, I guess you've got a handful of points here. Mm. I guess before we get into that, like we talk about money mindset, why do you think it's so important before we even look at different hacks to help us think about money mindset?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose personally speaking, I just think the way we approach things and, and how our mind operates, basically, I think governs. Majority of our success in life, no matter what we're doing and how we're doing it. So I think to have that, the right way of thinking or that um, the mindset that I can and, and I will and I'm open to change and all those things, vitally important in, in whatever you do, let alone talking about our money.
1: So it's not really, I guess this is the funny thing as well. It's like this episode could just be called Mindset and yeah. to have a good outlook on life how to have a good mindset because i think if we nail the mindset piece the money will take care of itself
2: yeah and i think like it's interesting i've listened to a few different podcasts um in the last few weeks and you rarely find someone that has a positive mindset in one area that doesn't transpire through to other areas of the life like they just generally uh, have a positive outlook uh are up and about. Their their energies are good. It's not just in one area. It's it's right across the board. Um, yes, they may have a dominant part of their life. Like they might be good at a business, or they might be good at sport, or something. But you are talking about me? <laughs> all of uh, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be someone like you. But um, love sport. Shout out. Yeah, just come off the open. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I think generally. We've got to create that because the, the old thinking that for every one positive thought, there's seven negative ones naturally when we're born. Mm. We've got to tell ourselves a different story right from the start, don't we?
1: Yeah, it's it's a narrative that I think we might have in our life and a narrative that we run our life by that might not be calibrated for success and that's just mm. no fault of our own.
2: no. Just, just the part of being
1: here. Totally. Mm. You know, it almost is a, a, a next part series to the episode that we did recently on how to be successful because a lot of this stuff, and maybe this should have been before that, but mm. I guess my kind of hope for you listening is, you know, John's going to list and talk about his keys, about how he's got a, a good money mindset and a good mindset. Allow this time for you to think about Other things that you can implement in your life. Mm. Because we're not the guru. We're not Tony Robbins and we're not that. We're just facilitating a conversation with you to allow this time that you got with us on this episode for the next half hour or whatever for you to start thinking about some successes in your own mindset and some traps that you need to be aware about.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm very grateful for the fact that because I coach for a living, I've got the ability to always look in the mirror and say, well, if I'm coaching a client to do this, am I doing it myself? So I get to check myself on a daily basis, whereas a lot of people might just grind through life and not really have that as a focus. So it might be something that can slowly end up on a downward spiral and all of a sudden it's out of control.
1: Mm. So what do you got for us, John? What have you got on your little magical list there about things that we can implement and used to have a, a really good mindset or start the change.
2: Yeah, so in in no particular order, I think the key is um, looking at your childhood values around money. Now mine personally were never great. We were and I may have heard this on on here before, but our dinner table conversation around money was very brief or non existent. So it wasn't a negative connotation but There definitely wasn't any positivity around it either. So I think you've got to be looking at what your childhood values were. And if they weren't seen as a positive one, we've got to change that and tell ourselves a different
1: story. Yeah, because my upbringing with money, it was, I think, very much like yours, neutral. Yeah, I know dad wasn't into consumer debt. You Mm. know, if they didn't have the money, they didn't buy it. You know, wow, groundbreaking stuff. You know what I mean? But I guess as a child, like i had a dream the other night that was a topic that caused me a bit of drama and angst or whatever as a child yep. and i dreamt about it and it still had the same effect on me today right it just was it just rocked mm. me and i was just like it just came to me like the thought about how impressionable children are yeah and what we actually carry totally
2: yeah and and in my experience I grew up on a, on a farm where the farm wasn't ultra successful. So we weren't pouring in with money year on year out because a lot of, for the farmers out there listening, you, it's very dependent on the weather. Mm. So, But what that taught me gradually over the years was because there wasn't that abundance of, um, of wealth in the family, that, that was okay, I could live with that, I wasn't fussed by that, we, we got by and we enjoyed life and we, we loved our childhood but it was more the realisation that you've got to actually take things into, into your control and, and farming to me, looking what mum and dad did, wasn't in their control, it was in the weather's control. So, mm. that was the first thing for me was to get the hell off the farm.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, so control what you can control.
2: Yeah and if you live by that, I think um, you you can't it's very hard to have regrets would you say
1: like your point here even if you pause and have a think about your money habits and behaviors go back and just see if it is reflective of what you remember as a child and if it's really good habits and behaviors Mm. you're like well yeah that's because mum did that or dad did that yeah but if your life's a total financial train wreck yeah and i know people who can't manage their money now. Yeah. And I know their parents as well and they can't manage money. Yeah. So, uh, something's I'll, got to change.
2: It does, yeah. And you're right. I, I think I can openly say that I don't think mum and dad manage their money very well at all. Um, yes, running a business is a bit of a, a fickle environment where it's it's not a steady income. but even And sometimes
1: s- it's feast and famine anyway.
2: That's right. But mm. when it did come in, I don't think it was managed that well. So... Yeah, uh, I think running away from what you don't want and running towards what you think is going to give you the the right outcome and shunting away the negative experiences, like accepting them, but then focusing on the positive experiences that you've had as a child.
1: Yeah, because I guess like if you use the example, you know, I've seen the meme online, or it's not a meme, but like, you know, a father or a mother was an alcoholic and they had twins. Yeah. One twin's... Doesn't drink at all, yeah, and the other one turns into an alcoholic, yeah. So I think our environment it can be a flip of the coin how we turn out for sure. But I think it's just like anything; you've just got to be actively thinking. Why am I behaving like this? Yes, and it's okay to go and speak with a counsellor if you need to get out of some thought patterns.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that that's probably my first one, and it's it's a really really important one because, as you said, those sort of demons or devils that continue to creep up in our life. Majority of them have come from our childhood, whether it's money or anything else, we need to accept it, deal with it and uh, and change the direction if we need to. So that spend, save, give balance is really important, I think. And understanding that wherever we sit on the table of spending money, saving money and giving some, you've got to be comfortable with that And it's got to be in proportion to what you are comfortable with, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think all our personal finances have to be relative. Yeah. But I would say, you know, if you're – it's all about balance, right? And if you're giving away 80% of your money Mm. and you're not looking after future you or you're not looking after current you, Mm. you're so out of balance, it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and probably what I see most of is people spending – more than they should but expecting a different outcome in the next 10 to 20 years just thinking that something will come along and provide a miracle for them
1: yeah like if you're listening to this now and you've had a full-time job for the last 10 years or five years and you don't have two cents to scratch together mm. it's not a judgment on you it's a question of is what you're doing working and can we start by going well how do you view money
2: mm. and and yeah understanding that in I'm just
1: writing a point down for my episode. When we talk about this, I just thought <laughs> See, of something.
2: This is, uh, this is what happened, folks. I give them uh, the real meat and then he adds a bit to it and it sounds better in episode two. So, um, But yeah, knowing what you want in, in 20 years' time and I think that then puts the spend now in perspective to say, well, hang on a minute. Based on what I've saved in the last five years, I'm not on track for that. Mm. So I've got to change that proportion that I save. Same with giving. giving is a very and we've had conversations about it before Mm. giving giving time giving money well in in this example it's giving money it's a sense of satisfaction as a sense of gratitude to be able to give money to someone less fortunate than than you so i think the more you do of that the better you personally feel but the more impact you can have to to others around you maybe a lot of us need to do a bit more than that than we're currently doing.
1: Yeah, because I haven't met somebody who is giving too much. No, it's usually I'm a giver <laughs> yeah. or I'm not. That's right. And yeah. But it, it's the balance. Like I use the example before, if you gave all your money away, you're out of balance. Mm. If you spent all your money, you're definitely out of balance because you're Correct. not looking after current you or future you or anyone else in your world. Yep. But likewise, if you are saving all your money and not giving and not enjoying life, you need to get that balance and it's okay to spend money. Some people, Mm. like, you're listening and you know exactly who I'm talking to right now, talking to you right in your ear. (laughs) Loosen up, spend a bit of money, enjoy what you've got. It's okay to enjoy life. It's Mm. okay as long as you've got a system in place that looks after future you, that looks after other people. Yeah. And this is this whole mindset. Thing. We have to have this mindset of financial balance.
2: Mm. And I think owning that as well. Like if, you, if you're spending 90% or 100% of what you earn and you're actually owning that and you're enjoying life and you, you realize that that's not going to set you up for the future, that's actually okay for you. As long as you're happy and you're not going to blame yourself in years to come or someone yeah, else. just
1: own it absolutely own it and if you are in that situation where you're spending a hundred percent of what you earn living week to week or even if you are spending more than 100 percent of what you earn like Mm. you're in credit debt you're Mm. in personal loans i think you need to get to this mindset where i want the mindset that i categorically do not spend more than what i earn and if that means as a progress thing that you go from spending 110% of what you earn to 100%, mm. that's progress.
2: Yeah. yep. And just, just changing that balance and mix it up as yeah. you need so to. So, just challenging mm.
1: you if you are, you know, overwhelmed and you're in a mess, it's okay. Just make baby steps. Yep. Small yep. steps.
2: So, point three is, is around spending, analyzing your history of purchases and and looking at it and saying, well, has that served you well in the past has it made you content or has it just been on a on a needs basis where i need that i'm enjoying that for 10 minutes or 10 days but then that enjoyment's worn off
1: He's you talking um, about me buying a lexus
2: <laughs> i wasn't but it seems like you brought it up yeah no and and was it for serving others like were we trying to impress the next door neighbor or our friends because we've gone and bought something versus actually providing it as a major value in your life, right? And uh, you're looking at me, sir. So, like, oh, it's no, not for you. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm just thinking because no. I buy a lot of crap that yeah. I don't need. And,
2: and, 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 and I've got to
1: change my own mindset about buying shat.
2: Yeah, no, and I'm not – it's not angled at you at all. But yeah. I'm saying once you go through and analyze your history of purchases, No, not, not saying every coffee or absolutely every dollar you spend, but – in general, over the last five years, you look back and and list the things that you spent, major ticket items, were they for you or were they for someone else? And absolutely look in the mirror and say, well, yeah, maybe I did that because someone else bought it and I thought it was a cool idea and et cetera, et cetera. So understanding the history of that and do we need to question our decision-making in the future for a better outcome?
1: And maybe it is a question before you buying an object of like, why am I actually buying this?
2: Yes. You know. Well, yeah, that, that's basically
1: what it's leading to. I, I walked out of, I was in the States once and, you know, their equivalent of JB Hi-Fi was the best buys or something like that. Yeah. And I kid you not, I walked up to the counter and I had a handful of stuff. Just because it was there, it was fun, it was different. I had walkie-talkies, you know, like (laughs) I need walkie-talkies. And I went up to the counter and I was like, if I wake up tomorrow and do not have this handful of crap in my hand, is my life going to be worse off? Yeah. And the answer was no. So, I turned around and went and put it all back. Uh It was wild. But I just had to almost be, you've got to become active in the moment and not just on autopilot.
2: Yeah yeah no nah, for sure so that that's the one on um on purchase or spending it, it's sort of it's a little similar in the the next one understanding what what you value so some might sp- say that I, I go and spend four thousand dollars on a on a road bike that that's a, an item that I don't need it's not going up in value it's um it's definitely not um, going to provide me any value at the end of it but What it does for me from a enjoyment lifestyle point of view which also ticks the health and fitness box but is is i can't measure do i could i survive on a thousand dollar bike absolutely but the 4k is just where i put the limit at and that's where i
1: that's where i sit in that so and you're not borrowing money to buy a 4k bike either no
2: no not now yeah
1: (laughs) oh have you before (laughs) no i
2: haven't no no um yeah so yeah, and quality running shoes was, is the same for me. So they're the two examples that i use. So looking at what your um, values are and understanding that it's, it's okay to have that, right? Whereas a brand new car, couldn't be fussed about, doesn't, doesn't bother me. Things for the family, absolutely want to spend it on. Um, but understanding where your highest values are and then pinning your spending towards that.
1: Yeah, and I've been crapping on lately about uh, value-based budgeting. Right, yeah. because some people go, oh, how much should I spend on groceries as a percentage or how much should I spend on utilities as a percentage? Yeah. I think we've got to step back and the way I build my values-based budget, if you want a percentage as a guide, aim for 10% giving,
2: mm-hmm.
1: aim for 10% investing for the future. That's not saving for a new lounge or savings. Yeah. That's 10% investing for the future. Mm-hmm. So, I've got 20%. Then the next 30%, is a maximum-ish of your net income towards rent or mortgage repayments. So, realistically, they're the big blocks that you should be aiming for. Give 10, invest 10, don't have more than 30% for the roof over your head. Yeah. And then the 50%, whatever you value, people. Mm. If you value organic fruit and veg or whatever delivered to your house- Yeah each week and there's a big box and it costs hundred dollars knock yourself out yeah we don't care no one else should care but if you value it go for it
2: yeah and and don't don't fall into the trap of letting people judge you on that i think that's another thing too is is you need to own it and don't care less about what other people think about that when you can sit there and and look yourself in the mirror and and actually own that because it's based on your values. And how many
1: times in life have you like made a decision based on what someone else might think out of your own insecurities? And I think the whole money mindset thing is, is I've got the mindset that I'm a good steward of my money and of what I've got. Yeah. And it's no one else's freaking business. No. That's that's my mindset.
2: Yeah. And that, that sort of refers back to my third point about... Are we doing it to serve others instead of ourselves? Mm. And yeah. I'll
1: be like candid John. Like I've copped a lot, I guess, for being very candid about my own spending yeah. on these podcasts and that mm. I'm out of touch and I, you know, might fly a certain class in the sky. Yeah. But it's not your freaking business what I spend your money on. And I hope that if you do want to aspire to having a good financial backing, which I've worked bloody hard for, mm. use me as an encouragement that if some kid from Berkeley Vale who didn't finish year 12 can build a life.
2: Mm. Didn't you finish year 12? No. What they... Yeah, they they said, no, don't
1: come back. (laughs) But I mean, and so it's been really hard for me personally to have that mindset of worrying what people think.
2: Yeah. And I think everyone's guilty of it. Like Mm. we're not humane or human if if we're not worried about what people's Mm. thoughts are of us. But I think it's like training your mind to be positive rather than negative. You've, mm. you've just got to brush that stuff aside and focus on what you can control. You can't control what other people are thinking or saying about you and they don't really care about you anyway.
1: No, that's right.
2: Which leads us on to the next part or, or next point is, and and I personally probably don't do a lot of it myself, but it's it's talking... To the closest people around you about money not from the point of view of this is how much i made or this is what i'm saving etc but it's more about just general money hacks like what we're doing now thrashing it out and having a chat about money mindset and and talking money gives people around you the confidence to approach you if they need any assistance or just a shoulder to to lean on because it's as we both witnessed growing up it wasn't really discussed so Mm. getting it out to the generation that you're surrounding yourself with and that doesn't necessarily mean your immediate family it might be your closest friends
1: yeah and my goal for personal finance in australia and certainly there's others and i want to play i guess my part and our part Mm. is to make personal finances like fitness personal fitness yeah like everyone's in their bloody active wear mm. going to the shops and all that. And it's just accepted that yeah. we're active and all that stuff. Let's make personal finance like health yes. and fitness. Yeah. Let's focus on it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and uh, yeah, don't, don't brush it aside. And yeah, no one, no one wants to really hear how much money someone's made, but happy to chat about how everyone can win together with money. Mm. mm. I mean, as I said before, it's in no particular order, but um, this one's pretty high on my list, is don't be afraid to invest in yourself, um, which doesn't mean your your flash shoes or shopping every second day for clothes and everything else. It's more investing in your mindset of life, um, which in this particular case is money. Um, It's not necessarily uni degrees. It's more about understanding how to get the best out of your health and wellness um, which gives you the energy to focus in a positive manner not a negative
1: yeah and i think even that like you might not have time for formal training and education but i mean i'm turning up my own personal i guess reading and information collecting and inspo this Mm, year yep and if even if you want to google glenn james book recommendations all the books that you know, we've recommended on this podcast, mm. there's in, there's that in a blog. Yep. So if you want to stretch yourself, actually I'll read some of them because I'll get it up now because a lot of the mindset stuff... You're stealing my episode. Basically. Yeah. Well, do you want to finish while up? He's, while you...
2: he's finding that. Um, yeah, look, I drove home from Canberra yesterday, four hour drive, and listened to two podcasts, different, um, different podcasts that I would have never listened to. Uh, but I got highly recommended to from from different people um, what were they uh or oh, chris judd runs a
1: was he the a, guy who started zero or no. was the managing director of zero I no
2: he's the next afl guy that's right. um high into stockbroking and general shares and everything else but he interviewed a guy from the um, sydney that was highly successful friend of john singleton's and whatever but i would never have listened to that if i hadn't a, had um a friend that recommended number one but number two have the mindset to say well yeah i'm actually gonna open myself up to listen to something that's not bloody property
1: yeah good on you
2: well done me (laughs) oh oh my goodness
1: (laughs) bloody hell been saying it for two years yeah there you go but i think as well like what i've done to allow time to read and my life is pretty flexible with its schedule and whatnot Mm. so so, we live at um, Bay, Blue Bay, Erina Heights. It's probably mm-hmm. a 20-minute drive, right? I've been going up there for a coffee or breakfast and dedicating that 20-minute drive each way to listening to an audio book. Yeah, cool. So, I was just like, well, the coffee's bloody good there. The food's bloody good. It's mm. good vibes. I can use a bit of time in the car mm. because I don't commute, right? No. So, I don't have that time. So, I've had to kind of force myself a commute to a cafe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah Ooh, the play. struggle's real
1: yeah play a game with yourself yeah so my top picks for money mindset books is the one that robert kiyosaki wrote a billion years ago called rich dad poor dad mm-hmm. and it's just 101 money mindset and he really talks about you know working class go yep. to work get paid go home yeah and that's your fixed salary versus you can do whatever you want life's full of this and it's all personality if you've got a government job and you love going to work and going home Mm. amazing yeah don't change and this is the whole thing that i'll talk about in my part and i'll give you a teaser john about relative success like so many of these big seminars like come along be an entrepreneur and there's a g6 and a lambo and all that it's like no can i just earn x amount as a stable income and enjoy my life and I'm happy with being in this position.
2: Yeah, yeah, it just wouldn't sell tickets, but it's actually exactly. more sustainable to yeah. and real for most Australians, isn't mm.
1: it? And then, probably one, and I'm going to read it again. I read this every year. Uh, it's called Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, mm. it's kind of a follow on book. Anything after that, he gets weird and The World's Ending, so. <laughs> yeah, no, it does go weird after that one. I think he's got a bit, um, how's your father? Mm. If you want another total mind bomb, which is, it's a very, it's like a billion years old. It's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it gets a bit crazy. But yeah, if you want a wild ride, jump in. And he's, it's almost, actually, do you know that book, The Secret and all that stuff? Yep. All that came out of this book. Oh, did it? It's got to because it's like, you know, his whole thing, Napoleon Hill's was if what the mind can conceive and believe it will achieve. Like yeah. simple as that. That's yeah. his whole premise in the book. Yeah. And um,
2: yeah. Um, the other one I listened to yesterday while we're on to the um, recommendations, it's called Real Vision.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it's from a guy out of the States and there's a there's an episode by... or or listening to Dr. Gio Vellante. It's on sustainable excellence in investing in life. Um, Yeah, it's a really good listen.
1: Wow. I'll have to... I probably won't, but Uh, um, (laughs) someone else might. Check it. What have I been listening to? So these are the podcasts in my library. Making Sense with Sam Harris, 7am, Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller, My Millennial Career, Undeceptions, The Portal, Joe Rogan, Rogan. Fugal Friends Podcast. There are some friends in the States, a couple of chicks doing a frugal money podcast. Online Marketing with Amy Porterfield, The Money Cafe, The Rubin Report, Akimbo with Seth Godin. And there's a couple of others Mm, in there. But anyway, they're my little... That's my little library at the moment. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Uh, And another book, I'll just finish this quickly. The Millionaire Next Door. Yes. It's just a wild Thomas Stanley. They've like... They researched thousands of millionaires and people. Mm. And, you know, it's just amazing that the average millionaire in the States doesn't drive a Bentley, doesn't have an entourage and you know it's like lives relatively in their community and invests and blah blah blah
2: yeah and people don't need to know
1: yeah and then a follow-up book from that that he did was stop acting rich Mm. which was really cool yeah so they're kind of like my top mindset ones is that why you got a round
2: neck on today
1: yeah what do you mean i never wear a collar like you (laughs) you rich bitch uh so yeah there's and then outliers by malcolm gladwell and if you're listening to this jess there is a typo in the blog so there you have it so thanks for that john let's round out your points number one look at your childhood values around money spend save and give have balance analyze your history of purchases so almost like an autopsy of the crap you're buying yes really be clear unapologetic and understanding what you value If it is a $4,000 road bike, amazing. Mm. Value it. But just don't... Just on that though, like if you can't afford your electricity bill, you're not buying a $4,000 bike. No. no. So, you've got to have some, you know, relative value. And it might be I value organic food. So, I pay a little bit more of my grocery budget. Mm. So, whatever that is. Talk about money with the people closest to you. And just keep away from the negative people in your life. Mm. In terms of your deepest goals and dreams, no good. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. So, whether that is formal education, part time learning, uh, some of the books that we've mentioned, this podcast, anything like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and the in rounding all that out, I suppose your money mindset. Um, so much of it comes back to your energy that you've got in life. So that health. And wellness is is so so important so like when I, I talk to people that are, are giving up their gym membership to save money like no way if that's the one thing that keeps you healthy and releases endorphins and, and gives you your energy for the day absolutely keep it cut it out somewhere else but not your health or wellness
1: if you're crazy in debt and you're really behind can you afford a gym if you've got a responsibility to clean up your debt? Or is that that trade-off Or it's like, are we in debt longer because I need my fitness and I need the gym?
2: Yeah, we well, couldn't... You might be... Imagine if you're overweight and uh, have type 2 diabetes because you're not looking after your body. You're not going to live till 50 anyway. So you've got to be... If the If the gym membership... I'm saying, well, is it cheaper to go and run? Absolutely, it's cheaper to go and run 10K than to have a gym membership. But... If you're not the person that can do that and needs a gym membership and is, and is attending and getting benefits from it. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: realistically, if you've got a gym membership and you're not going at least twice a week, yeah, it's correct. not worth it. No, absolutely so not. So, piss it off.
2: Yeah, but if it's one thing that's keeping you um, up and about, then, yeah, don't give it up.
1: Mm. So, there
0: you have it. You asked for it. Here I am. I'm going to say it. You don't want me to say it, do you? But I'm going to say it. No, I don't care. You said you wanted it, so I'm going to do it. Oh, so you don't want it anymore. That's too bad. I'm doing it. It's time for the Community Member of the Week.
2: So Community Member of the Week is Bree from Brisbane. What up, Bree? She is a
1: registered nurse. Thanks for listening and all that, jazz. Yeah, and
2: her financial goal is reaching minimum targets for all of my savings accounts. Great goal. Uh, how she's achieving this, she's transferring a set amount into each savings account,
1: each pay. That should get it there,
2: mm. if she's done her maths correctly. And
1: what's the silliest mudding mistake Bree has made?
2: She thinks that having a credit card was not the best thing for her. Mm. Which we know mm. on balance,
1: banks have these, because on balance, they people... Win. Mm. don't beat D- them they default don't they mm. so thank you Brie for being part of the show that's been Grouse mm. to all the Kiwis and <laughs> thanks for listening to Money Mindset Part 1 and again I yep. hope it's just encouraged you to think about how you view money how you view other people how you view success how you view what you're spending and why
2: for sure and what you put out there you'll get back
1: mm. alright
2: toodles Bye. Bye.
0: If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. This podcast supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you want some other giving options, or if you are unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super, With low fees, strong investment returns and great member services, SunSuper is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar and Finder. Find out more at sunsuper.com.au forward 3 You can join SunSuper online in under five minutes. Thanks to Jess Knaus, producer, Nathan Robertson, editor, and me, Asher. Anyway, make sure you're connected via Instagram and our free Facebook group. We also film most of our content now, so check out My Millennial Money on YouTube. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.